Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. The 11 to 1 show. Oh, we are all a bit tired and sluggish after an epic weekend of celebrations. I need a little pick me up. What can do it? Oh, maybe this might. It's Survivor. Eye with the Tiger in 11 to 1. Okay, the blood is pumping around that bit more now. We are in the game, Survivor. Eye of the Tiger. What a weekend. What a weekend. St. Patrick's Day. Then the rugby, how epic was that? Then Mother's Day, oh, it's very hard. Very hard to get up for work today. Maybe they need to space out these holidays in future. I can't be coping with all of this happening in the one weekend. But I do want to say a big congratulations and well done to all of those amazing people out there involved in the work in St. Patrick's Day parades all over the Northeast. Oh, it was just... It was brilliant. Even the rain could not dampen the spirits. It was just a wash with colour as well. All of the streets. I was at the one in Drogheda and I have to say that has to have been their best one yet. It was really, really epic. I saw all the videos and photos of other parades around the northeast as well. So there was a huge effort. So well done to all of the volunteers who put on such an amazing parade. Even the rain couldn't stop them. No, no, absolutely not. And then... You know, of course, with the rugby then on Saturday and all the celebrations after the Paddy's Day Parade, I would say there was a few mothers forgotten about yesterday. Were you forgotten about? Was there a last minute dash to the flowers and cards and all that sort of thing yesterday? I couldn't believe it because my son, who normally comes in at Coxcrow at the week- weekend, you know, I mean, you're pulling him out of the bed on a, on a Monday and then he'll come in bright as a lark uh, <laughs> before seven at the weekend I couldn't believe it yesterday he comes in to me runs in and he says ma'am can we get up now I I need to get my breakfast I'm really really hungry so I reach over for the phone thinking it's probably about like half seven 10am wow he woke me up at 10 o'clock the poor devil was letting me have a lie in oh my god the poor child but it was lovely but then you know the way when you're not used to a lion and you sort of feel a bit groggy for the rest of the day there was a bit of that going on yesterday so he says ma'am what would you like what would you like for Mother's Day two things is what I'd want for Mother's Day the first thing peace the second thing quiet that's all we want the best music mix around Something in the way you roll your eyes Going on outside There's Pink Walk Me Home on LMFM's 11 to 1. Mam, ma, mum. We are called lots of different names. But now Paddy Power has revealed the nationwide debate 
What do you actually call your mother? Of course, this was released yesterday for Mother's Day. And I'm surprised by this now. I'm surprised by the results of this survey. What is Irish people's favourite word to refer to their mothers? Now, for me, it's ma'am all the way. But now, not ma either, by the way. I think that's more, isn't it a Dublin? That's a Dublin thing, isn't it, ma? I don't think really anywhere else. It's sort of ma, I don't know. It's more so Dublin. But now apparently, mum's the word. The majority of Irish people use mum when referring to their mother, which I think is very posh of us. I always thought someone who says mum is a bit posher. Mam is a bit more sort of common, maybe. That's me. Uh, This is what uh, uh, Paddy Power carried out. Of uh, the 32 counties, 14 of those counties used mum more than any other variations. And researchers concluded that further north the person lived in Ireland, the more likely it was for mum to be used. Okay. And then some of the counties which uh, used this, Mayo, Sligo, Leitrim, Carlow, Cavan and Wicklow. So they're using mum. Of course then, ma is a North Dublin thing. And actually kind of a South Dublin thing it seems to be here as well. And uh, the others is ma'am in the other 12 counties. Uh, some of these Cork, Wexford, Kildare, Tipperary, Clare, Limerick and Waterford. I'm trying to find, I actually can't find the Louth and Meath. What are we calling our mothers around this neck of the woods? Is it mum? Is it ma'am? I'm not sure according to this survey anyway. But there you go. Mum. We're very posh, aren't we? Very posh in this country. Mummy. That's a bit too far. That's a bit too far now. That's sort of... <laughs> I've crossed the line there. Mam is what I'm calling my mother. Wondering what is it you refer to your mother as? Is it mother? Is it ma? Is it mam? Is it mum? 086 658 The 11 to 1 show. Best is coming in on 086 658 I get mammy when he's looking for something. Oh, yeah. Then, so it's like, Mammy, can I have... Yeah, and it's kind of the the voice goes up a tone as well. Uh, Then Caroline, when he's angry or on a normal day, it's just ma'am. Yeah, it's like, Mammy, can I get something? That's when, yeah, the mammy is used and then it's ma'am any other time. Mammy says another... There's lots of mammies actually coming in on 086-1800-658. We're talking about what do you call your mother... Oh no, hang on a minute. I call me eld one, me eld one, says Graham and Drahada. Graham, don't make us get the wooden spoon, I'm telling you. Ed Sheeran with Celestial. I'm 47 and still call ma'am. She's entitled after putting up, up with me, still doing so. So there's a message coming in from John on 086 658. Sinead, you're never too big now for an El Clather with the wooden spoon. Yeah, I mean, when you think about it, the wooden spoon, when those words were uttered, don't make me get the wooden spoon. You just fear for your life. You really would. The threat of the wooden spoon was just instilled into children in Ireland from, what, the 70s, 80s? Definitely. Hi Sinead, I find that it's a pronunciation crossover between mum and mam in Dundalk. Well, you see, is this the thing now? Because Dundalk is nearer to the north and apparently a lot of people further north are kind of going mum as well. So is that the thing? I don't know. Uh, hi Sinead, living in Drada since 1979. Never heard anyone call their mother mum. Always ma'am. Loving the show that's coming in from Gordon. Thank you so much Gordon. Yeah, I, I did hear people calling their mum mum. 
uh, as a child. And again, they were the only friends that called their mom mum, if you know what I mean. Uh, Mammy uh, says another one here. Always thought that my friends were a bit posh calling their mother mum, says another message. Yeah, there's a little bit of a poshness with that. Um, but uh, yeah, it seems mum's it. Mum is the word. Do you th- keep those coming in? Oh eight six one eight hundred six five eight. Want to mention this now be- before I forget because the Simonstown Gales GFC Club they are hosting a talk in conjunction with Jigsaw in Meath in St Oliver's Primary School that's happening uh, tomorrow night from 7.30 to 8.30pm it's open to everybody in the community and it's part of the club's drive to provide information on mental health issues so it's been carried out to raise mental health awareness and to let parents and children in the community know about what resources are available to them so Simonstown Gales but it's happening in St Oliver's Primary school tomorrow from 7.30 to 8.30. Everybody's looking for Westlife and LMFM's 11 to 1 now for something completely different because rapper Snoop Dogg arrived in style to Belfast last week where he put on a heck of a show. However, one lucky loud lady had the chance of a lifetime to perform on stage with Snoop Dogg. We're going to meet Arlene Caffrey. She's going to chat all about this experience. We'll chat to her next. The 11 to 1 show. Yes, last week rapper Snoop Dogg brought his world tour to Northern Ireland as he performed in Belfast's SSE Arena and he recruited some talented pole dancers to perform alongside him and none other than Louds Arlene Caffrey, managing director and founder of the Irish Pole Dance Academy was among them. I had to find out more. She joins me on the line. Arlene, lovely to have you back on 11 to 1. How are you? I'm, yeah, I'm just about alive today, Sinead, after the amazing experience and the exhausting from a, yeah, what was a, just a roller coaster and a dream come true, I guess. Oh, completely. Talk about a pinch me moment. I mean, I saw this popping up on your feed and I was like, oh my God, this is the most amazing thing. Am I actually seeing this? Is, is this really Snoop Dogg? Unreal. Yeah, it was definitely um, a very similar moment for me as well of like, is this my life? And wow, I can't believe this is happening. Um, Yeah, very little sleep was had in the the run up to it. But uh, yeah, it was just absolutely incredible. And uh, yeah, I would would do it again. (laughs) Uh, Absolutely, 110%. Of course you would. Now, is he as cool as he seems? Because my God, that man just exudes coolness, doesn't he? He really does. And yeah, I'm very happy to say that he is every bit as sound and lovely and kind as you would expect him to be. Um, yeah, like after the show, we, we got the opportunity to get to meet and greet him. And he was so thankful to us. And like he gave me a big hug and he was like, thank you so much. It's like, no, sir, thank you so much for having me. But um, I appreciate, yeah, the the kindness and just how humble he was as well. It was was very decent of him. Oh, that's fantastic. And tell me, how on earth did this come about? How did this all come come into place for you? Yeah, so Snoop Dogg, he's on his world tour at the moment. um, And for this particular tour, he he recruits four pole dancers to join him on stage. dance to the music um, in real time which is very exciting so yeah it's an open casting call and um, Nicole the pole is the, the lady who is uh, the head pole dancer on tour with him and yeah mm-hmm. she goes through you just send in your video and she goes through it and uh, 
Yeah, and then you get the WhatsApp call to uh, <laughs> to say that you've been booked. So it's a, it's quite a surreal experience. Oh, I can only imagine. So so what happens then on the on the day? Do you get to like? Do you just rehearse your own bit, or do you get to rehearse with the other pole dancers and and snoop before the actual show, or what happens? Yeah, so um, I got the the call um, on the Saturday, and the show was on the Tuesday. So it is, um, yeah, I think it's good that you don't really have a huge amount of time to uh, be sitting around thinking and planning about it. So it's really all about the ability to improvise and to like react with the music and also to interact with the the other rappers on stage, which is quite good because, uh, yeah, you don't want to over-rehearse it or overthink it. Like it's all about having that ability to just dance and live in the moment, which is, um, which is very exciting. Uh, that's something that you do a lot even though a lot of the stuff that you do put up on Instagram is very much uh, choreographed but you do like a faff which which you referred to it a lot which I love uh, you like to faff around and you like to put up videos that are sort of in the moment as you say that's it sure it's like just all about faffing around <laughs> and uh, figuring out what to do one day to the next <laughs> so you, you guys are so so professional like you, you are used to performing for crowds and in competitions but this was this sort of the largest crowd you'd performed to yeah so the arena holds I think it's just over 10,000 people wow. and it was like stuffed to the gills um, yeah it was definitely the biggest show that I've done to date um, I have quite a, a long history in doing various pole dance competitions and whatnot. So this was definitely unlike anything I've ever done. There was a moment during the first song where I was upside down spinning and all you can see is like upside down faces as far as you can see screaming at you. So it was definitely like a, a very surreal moment and a, okay, this is, uh, this is happening. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> um, yeah, it was definitely a, a real like pinch me is this really happening moment. Oh, completely. And, and like, I mean, as I say, I follow, follow the Instagram page which you post a good few videos up and I mean, the skill in pole dancing is just unbelievable, Arlene. Like, I mean, I know you're doing this years now at this stage, but like, I mean, how do you, like, what's the most difficult manoeuvre that you, you have to do or the most difficult move? Yeah, that's a, a good question. And um, yeah, it can vary from person to person. Um, yeah, I would be quite strong in my legs. So yeah. I'm quite comfortable by like hanging on, like, you know, hanging on by one leg sort of thing, like in the back of the knee pit, holding it on or um, like holding your body out at 90 degrees to the pole by your hands only. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. I'm more a fan of the like the flexy, like doing splits and those kind of like leg manoeuvre kind of ones. Those would be my, my favourite oh, ones to but do. Y- and do you know what it is? It's like this, so, it's so graceful, like how you pull this off. And sometimes it looks like, I'm looking at it going, how is she actually holding on? <laughs> like it's, It just looks like you're completely defying gravity and you're just holding on by nothing. It's it's absolutely incredible. Um, but, you know, when you think back to how far you've come, you know, setting up the business in, in difficult times, things are now going so, so well. You know, you survived during COVID as well. I mean, if you'd known then, not only that the business would thrive during during difficult times, but also that you'd have this this huge opportunity. I mean, you probably wouldn't have believed it back then. Definitely not. Um, yeah, I was only thinking there this morning, like when I took my first pole dancing class in Drogheda in 2006, if you told me back then that I would be dancing on stage with Snoop Dogg in a pair of like sky high gold heels, I definitely would not have believed you. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's been quite the journey and uh, yeah, I can't wait to see what's, what's going to happen next. 
Oh, I have <laughs> really no doubt. Yeah, I, I, the, the world is your oyster, absolutely. And I believe that you did take part as well in, in, a, in a movie. Would I be right in saying that? Yeah, yeah. Recently, I took part in a, um, a short film, which is called um, Oscillation, which is filmed by Adam O'Reilly, which is a, a documentary and a performance video about all the different dance styles that are um, in Dublin at the moment and right. also reflective of what's going on in the country as a whole. Um, they're really beautiful uh, film shot on location where I brought my pole to Grand Canal Dock and made a, a short pole dance performance there. And that's part of that film, which people can watch. Um, I have a link to it on my Instagram and it's up on, on Vimeo as well if anybody would like to see that. Oh, fantastic. And I, I love that, that they included all aspects of, of dance in this. And, you know, do you find as well that pole dancing helps women particularly gain confidence? I mean, all of the women that take part in the classes that I see on your videos, they are just like strutting along, super confident. I mean, do you see people come out of their shell from, from the first lesson sort of to, to kind of, I suppose, as the journey goes along? Yeah, definitely. And that's by far my favourite aspect of pole dancing is that it is a very... Um, it is in its very nature like a female-dominated uh, sport, if mm. you want. It tends to be a very safe, supportive environment for women to come together to learn these um, difficult manoeuvres with the poles, to have a laugh and to like cheer each other on. And you really see people getting more confidence with each like manoeuvre and trick that they learn and also with the support they get from the, the women around them in the class. It really is just so beautiful to see everyone like having fun and... Uh, not taking themselves too seriously, but at the same time, like really giving each other like that all-out support and literally screaming for each other when anyone learns something new. It's it's amazing. Oh, I, you do, and you see that in in the videos online. You really do. the The support comes out. It really, really does. And I know because there's so many people like myself who would just be like. I, I don't know, I think my, I'd be very nervous going into a class like this, but you just see that welcome in uh, with, with people, which is fantastic. And you, you have so many different classes there as well through the academy from, from kind of complete beginner all the way up, yeah? Yeah, we do. So, yeah, we would um, um, take in complete beginners, so like absolutely no experience whatsoever, which we all have been there. We all have to start somewhere. It's not, a, it's not something that you would just, you know, pick off off the ground, so to speak. So yeah, taking people in from like having absolutely zero experience and teaching them all of the, the foundations and like the, the basic grammar, it's a lot like learning a language really okay. at the end of the day. Mm. So yeah, once you know that, then we have more advanced level classes for um, like moving onwards and upwards and also if people want to dance in heels and learn more choreography or if they want to keep it more, um, say more gymnastic, I suppose, and focus on the, the hanging upside down and all of the the crazy stuff as we call it all of the <laughs> up, fun, upside down stuff and um, so yeah we cater for all of the different styles and people's different interests Fantastic and, and oh, I'd say it's just such a great way to just de-stress Arlene after a day just go in have a twirl around and just kind of forget your problems It definitely is it's just leave your problems at the door come in and have a bit of a spin around and yeah you'll feel like you're floating out the door. Oh, that's what you want. That's what you want. Now, on top of running the business and, you know, dancing on stage with Snoop, you're back at college studying fine art, I believe. Yeah, that's it. It's been a, an absolutely crazy year in my life um, so far. And we're only in um, we're only in March. So, yeah, I'm back in getting my master's in fine art in Limerick School of Art. So, yeah, I'm on the road quite a bit. And, um, yeah, that was what I studied in my undergrad yeah. back um back right in the middle of when the crash was kicking off. So it, it's now finally the right time for me to get back into uh, 
get back and, and finish what I started. And I'm absolutely loving the um, the contrast of having my pole dancing business as well as then having my fine art practice where I'm working on making sculptures. Oh, fantastic. A lot of fun, also very uh, relaxing and uh, de-stressing, and yeah, just it's a great balance all around. Oh, well, you're some woman for one woman. Let me tell you, balance and all this sort of stuff. I'm wishing you the best with the studies and with the business going forward. Who is knows what's next for you, Arlene? I can I can see you now in Las Vegas or somewhere doing something like this on the stage with someone else, another maybe another rapper or something. I can see it happening for you. But whatever's next for you, uh, wishing you all the best and thank you so much for taking the time out to have a chat with me. Oh, thanks so much, Sinead. And yeah, hopefully maybe even this year, Loudwell and Sam McGuire. That'll be what will happen oh, next. Yeah. It's an incredible year. <laughs> it really would. It really would. Thanks so much for joining me, Arlene Caffrey there. She's amazing. You can find out more about her and her classes and everything that she does, irishpoledancingacademy.com. UB40, Kingston Town. I just want to announce that Dreadnoughts Bingo is not going ahead again tonight due to health and safety issues. That's coming in from uh, Podrick on 086-1800-658. So if you're looking forward to the bingo, it's not going to go ahead again tonight and they will update you on when bingo will resume. Now I'm going to take a quick break and then we're going back in time to 2016. The 11 to 1 show. FM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 On this day in 2016, Barack Obama becomes the first US president to visit Cuba since 1928. He arrived for a three-day tour and today is International Happiness Day. Happiness can bring an inclusive, balanced approach to uh, all of us and we need to recognise this. So Day of Happiness dates back to 2012 so it's the relevance of happiness being part of universal goals and aspirations so International Day of Happiness today LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows creating the perfect home is a journey let us guide you visit our Drogheda, Dundalk and new Navin showrooms discover more at senatorwindows.ie there's Dermot Kennedy, power over me. News at 12 is approaching, but after that, Australia's greatest con woman, she duped us all when she landed here 10 years ago. The GPO girl has been turned into a series on Paramount+. Plus. But why are we so obsessed with stories about con men and women? We're going to discuss this and more after 12. The 11 to 1 show. He's lifted the glitter ball trophy, but trolls are tearing him down online. Dancing with the Stars drama coming your way after Bruno Mars. It's official, Carl Mullen and his professional partner Emily Barker have lifted the Glitter Ball trophy as winners of this year's Dancing with the Stars. But no sooner had that trophy been lifted than the torrent of online abuse has begun. And it's just another moment in you know, people who are in the public profile, but it doesn't even matter if they're in the public profile, just generally where you just see this level of online abuse going on and I'm just sick and tired of it. I'm really sick and tired of it. And there's points with me where I just would love to delete all my social media because it's just, it just gets in on me, this level of abuse that's directed at people. I mean, there was, I, like in terms of Dancing with the Stars, right? 
And it's a great show, great entertainment. I think it's f- something that RTE put on really well. And you're always rooting for your favourite and that's what it's all about. And I thought a lot of people like myself would probably thought that Suzanne Jackson would have maybe been the winner. And to be fair to Carol and Emily, they seemed shocked themselves when they were announced as the overall winner. But like everything, they had, you know, no time, it seems, to even revel in this moment before they had to come out then and kind of explain that, no, they weren't being treated as favourites or, you know, they had to respond basically to this backlash, this online abuse of people saying that it was a fix and how could they possibly have been the winners and all of this. At the end of the day, guaranteed, those people that were commenting and giving out about it hadn't lifted the phone themselves to actually vote for their own favourite. And whether it was Carl or whether it was Suzanne Jackson, there was bound to be some uh, group of people online that just couldn't wait. It's like they're sitting behind the keyboard and they just can't wait to start this tirade of just horrible, nasty stuff that seems to to spew out uh, from them, you know? And I mean, Carl Mullen put in just as much work and effort. If you follow him on, on Instagram, you would have seen all the videos he put in. He mentioned as well that it was his 75th day in a row that he'd spent dancing. They'd all spent hours and hours uh, outside of their own day-to-day lives uh, getting together to get the, the dance moves done properly so that they can perform well on the night. And the fact that he even felt that he had to come out and say that, it's just so soul destroying it really is I mean when will people just be happy for other people and just go do you know what he might have been the underdog there but fair play to him he did well and he's after lifting the trophy and he's a lovely fella I mean it's just I can't understand it I can't understand why people are so quick to start this typing of nasty vicious stuff online I'm just wondering when is it all going to end I really am The Buzz on LMFM Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app Hi I'm Crossy Keenan and Kel have announced they're getting back together for a new project The pair had a massive show in the late 90s and early 90s They made the announcement on Jimmy Fallon Ladies and gentlemen Oh wow Welcome to Gimburger Home to Gimburger Part 2 Such a blessing, man. It's unbelievable. We're going to shoot it this summer and it'll be out soon. I mean, it's it's been been years, like pretty much since the first one. Yeah. Yeah. Kids of the 80s and 90s will be delighted to know they're remaking kids' cult classic Super Ted. The cartoon was based in space and in Wales and finished up in the early 90s. Over the weekend, it was announced the cartoon is coming back. The worlds of Niall Horan and Miley Cyrus fans collided over the weekend. Niall covered a Hannah Montana classic and fans have gone wild over it. Here it is. In the wild front How to style every shoe, every colour You win your famous, it's fun It's really you but no one ever discovers Who would have thought that a boy like me Could double as a superstar you get the best of both worlds. Chill it out, take it slow. Then you rock out the show. You get the best of both worlds. That's The Buzz. I'm Crossy. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app.
Now there's a cartoon that I thought would never come back. Super Ted used to absolutely love that. And then I remember as well at one stage there was, you know, uh, vitamins for kids, these kids vitamins chewables and there was little Ted's that <laughs> they were Super Ted vitamins. If anyone remembers that, oh that is bringing me back. I'm all for the nostalgia, I really am. Irene Cara, fame. It was the infamous case that baffled Gardaí 10 years ago. A woman turned up on O'Connell Street in Dublin and it was the extraordinary story of Samantha Azapardee or the GPO girl as she became known in the Irish media. This is now the subject of a new documentary series on the streaming service Powerment Plus. It's called Con Girl. I'm going to give you a little taster of the trailer. When I first met Samantha as a party, she introduced herself to me as Anika Decker. She called herself Coco. Was calling herself Layla. Emily Scabaris. Layla Evans. Harper Hernandez. Coco Palmer. She worked for Elite Model Management based in New York. She's a gymnast with a Russian background. She sounded like the perfect au pair. She's a victim of a pedophile ring. Your parents are spies? What do they mean kidnapping? That's crazy. What is going on here? She's Australia's greatest con woman. I just couldn't believe that I could be conned so easily. All of us are susceptible to being tricked. You're never quite sure whether what you see is true or not. There you go, con girl. So this is on Paramount Plus at the moment. But why are we so obsessed with stories about con men and women? Well, we're going to discuss this and more with Dr. Keith Gaynor. He's a clinical psychologist in UCD. He's going to join us next. The 11 to 1 show. With LMFM. Ten years ago, a woman turned up on O'Connell Street in Dublin and it turned into a case that baffled everybody, including Gardaí. GPO girl or Samantha Azopardi had duped Gardaí into thinking she was a 14-year-old girl, possibly kidnapped or trafficked into the country. She refused to speak. However, it was eventually revealed that she was a 25-year-old backpacker from Australia, but she'd wasted a lot of time and resources. And it seems this was not the first time she'd created these false identities. Investigators close to the case believe she had created fictitious identities up to 75 times possibly more now her story has become the subject of a new documentary series on Paramount Plus but what compels someone like this to continue creating these false identities joining me now to discuss this is Keith Gaynor he's a clinical psychologist with UCD School of Psychology how are you getting on Keith? Great, I'm lovely to be here tonight. Thank you. Great to have you on the show. Now, you are familiar with this extraordinary case of the GPO girl from 10 years ago. What did you make of it, first of all? Because, I mean, she was very convincing. Well, I think I, I was really, I remember this case of, of from 10 years ago and it being in the newspaper and the initial story kind of breaking. And we had a lot of empathy for this person who was found beside the GPO. And then as the, the thing unraveled, I think everyone in the country was kind of captivated that something like this could happen. So I, I was there with everyone else, absolutely enthralled by it. Oh, yeah, completely. And is this maybe, we can we can come back to this, because this may be part of it, this idea of what you're saying, that we feel empathy and then it's this kind of idea of maybe controlling or manipulating our emotions around this. But somebody who creates an elaborate con like this, I mean, normally their motivations are maybe to swindle money, you know, for financial gain, that kind of thing. But with this scenario, it didn't seem that she was out for any sort of financial gain. So from your kind of professional opinion, what, what could be driving her to do something like this? 
And it's very hard to know in this specific case. And I suppose we don't have the person themselves to speak up about it, and we don't have the, the real background. But I think in general, you see lots of cases like this. And it's often diagnosed as something called pseudologica fantastica, which people would know as pathological lying. So people who almost, they tell not just small lies, but enormous lies. And they build and build and build on, on top of them. And it's very, very rare. And it's very unusual, which I think is when we come, why we come across this. It becomes so interesting and kind of captivating to us. Oh, completely. So this is something that she was actually diagnosed with. We, we've heard that from various news outlets that she was, she was diagnosed with this. So go into this a little bit more. Have you come across this yourself in your, in your professional opinion, without sort of obviously divulging too much about clients, but have you come across this? So it, it's not impossible to come across, but it's exceptionally rare. So I think that's one of the first things. So, you know, yes, it does occur, but it's not a very common thing that people would see in practice. I think in, ter- in terms of understanding it, if you think we all tell little lies all the time, we tell small exaggerations to kind of build up our self-esteem or to make ourselves feel a bit better. And that, that's often kind of, it kind of falls in two ways. We either make something a bit better than it is or a bit worse than it is which is a really common thing for us to do. So if, <laughs> I don't know, do you know any golfers? I do, yeah. <laughs> Every golfer you've ever met, well, they just missed the hole. It was only an inch away. And, you know, or any anglers, the fish was this big. And we just tell these little lies that just, you know, build, build us up a little bit. And, and this idea, though, that, 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 as you say, we create little lies, this is a common thing, but this is something that's in the extreme where the lie goes on and on and on. And I mean, in this scenario, she had created multiple identities, so there was so much lying going on at the same time. So a lot to be keeping track of. I mean, in terms of the impact this might be having on her stress levels, Keith, I mean, we know ourselves, when we get caught out in a lie, the stress levels go through the roof. That's it. And so this is someone with an enormous skills deficit, someone who isn't able to get the things that they want. So we tell small lies to feel a little bit better. And this person just keeps building on it and keeps building on it. It's almost like having a cigarette. And instead of stopping, they have a little bit more and a little bit more. And the way they do it to get the care, love and attention that we all want is through lying. And so either they're the hero of the lie or the victim of the lie. And either way, it gets a little bit of care and attention. And then when that starts to go down, they go and they up the lie. It gets bigger. And then when that starts to go down, it gets bigger. And so they have just this one big, big trick in order to get the kind of things that the rest of us are able to kind of skillfully get in our lives. But which this person is kind of very unskillfully is trying to get through these huge lies. So this is kind of the, the crux of it maybe and I know obviously we're trying to you know we're, well we're not attempting to, to counsel somebody from a distance but no, no. In, in this scenario you know this idea of maybe craving attention craving love so that might go back into something that they don't experience. Another thing which I think is kind of interesting about this is she does seem to return to this notion of I'm a 14 year old child. Mm. And, and again, I'm going to be careful about just speaking specifically about this person. Mm. But if you think about how you know a, a kid might, if they're growing up in a, in a family and they ha- need to have their needs met, they need to have care, love and attention. And if, they, if that isn't kind of coming naturally, then it's really natural to tell a little lie to get it. And then it becomes a bigger lie. The kid feels sick and suddenly if attention comes from feeling sick, or they come in and go, oh, the teacher shouted at me, and if suddenly attention comes through the te- you know, yeah. for this lie, then that, that, that 
that that behavior of lying to get attention from a parent gets reinforced. Okay. And so often you find people with early lives where they don't get that parental attention for all the normal ways. And so they have to do something extraordinary. It has to be an extraordinary story to get normal attention. Absolutely. And, you know, we're seeing a little bit of this as well. It's cropping up a bit there, you know, with the, with the Madeleine McCann case. And there's a, another girl claiming to be Madeleine McCann. There's lots yeah. of other issues going on there with that as well. I mean, in, in terms of this idea of, you know, now that there's going to be a, a documentary series for, about the GPO Girl Empowerment Plus, and there's a huge appetite into these uh, ideas of people being con men and women what do you make of that as well why do we why are we so attracted to these kind of stories well well, they're fabulous stories i think partly because we find lying ourselves so stressful yeah and we find getting caught out by a lie so stressful (laughs) that the idea that someone could build this entire life on a lie just is an extraordinary story it's so far from our normal reaction and the other bit is that mostly society is based on trust you know, if I come on and say, I drove this interview in a Rolls Royce, you know, you might be a little bit suspicious, but for the most part, you go, well, why would he lie? But actually, if this person is doing it all the time, it's kind of, God, none of that was true. But, you know, and so it kind of really breaks down those kind of normal societal bonds that we expect people to mostly tell the truth most of the time. And so it's so against the grain that it's really fascinating. Oh, it really is. And like in terms of, say, if somebody was presenting to you like this, this idea of lying all the time, creating these di- different identities, maybe using lies to, for, their, for their own gain, how would you even sort of approach treating somebody like that? Well, the first thing is, do they want to be treated? Well, yeah, that's... Uh, And there's there's a real chance that somebody in this position doesn't. Uh, And actually, because the the lies are are very self-defeating. They kind of destroy everything that the person wants. But in the very short term, they work. They get attention. They get care. Um, And so it's a big thing for them to have to give up. But you would chart that story from really early in their life, when they started doing it, why it started working for them early in their life, and then why it stopped working later in the life and ultimately that the really negative impact it's had on their lives and the things that they want. Um, and that's very doable if the person wants to do it. I think the thing is in lots of these cases that maybe the person actually might, mightn't want that sort of help. Yeah, oh, completely. And just from a parent's perspective now, Keith, as we're on the topic of lying, and I have a, a seven-year-old who loves to create stories, you know, they, yeah. they're at that age. Like, how, when is, where's the sort of cut-off point where you should be concerned that, okay, this is going a bit too far, this lie, because they will embellish a lot at that age, won't they? Yeah, but not even slightly, because that's natural for a seven-year-old. What's strange is when it's a 37-year-old, <laughs> when it doesn't stop. And so, you know, because naturally, as a parent, you're going to give loads of love and attention for all the good stuff. You're going to, you know, you're going to gently correct them when, well, you know, did you really, did that really happen? You know, because we teach kids from really early on that lying is wrong, you know, that we don't lie. That's not part of what we do. And so you're just socializing them to how the world works. And, you know, but you're also, on the one hand, there's a lot of carrots. All that, you know, they bring home something nice from school that they've done. They get loads of good care and, you know, and attention for that. And so, no, I mean, kids tell great stories all the time. And we can just lap it up and enjoy it because that's what they do at that age. It's part of their imagination. No, at work. Oh, fantastic. Well, Keith, it's been fascinating chatting with you on this. I've learned so much. Thank you so much, by the way, for taking time out for your busy schedule to chat to us today. Not at all. Real pleasure, Sinead. Thank you. 
Dr. Keith Gaynor, clinical psychologist. Fascinating insight into this specific case, but also why we are obsessed with these kind of stories. If this is your thing, by the way, Con Girl, it's available to stream on Paramount Plus now. The 11 to 1 show. Discover the 231 Renault range at Newgate Renault Navin. The full Renault range at Newgate Renault Navin is available in all electric. Harry Styles, late night talking. LMFM Job Search. With thanks to LMFM Online. Check out the latest Northeast news, sport, and entertainment on LMFM.ie. PJ Callan RD requires an energetic experience stores per, stores person for their garden, landscape, and agricultural store. Please apply by emailing john at pjcallanltd.com. Modern Fashions Dundalk requires a part-time retail assistant. Please send your CV to info at modernfashions.ie. Eco Energy Improvements are looking for a sales executive to join their growing solar PV sales team. Attractive salary is offered. Please send your CV to deirdre at ecoenergyimprovements.ie. Clonmore and Intellectual Disability Service requires carers in the Meath area. Please apply with your CV to info at clonmore.ie. It's uh, C-L-A-N-N-M-O-R dot I-E. Or you can give them a call 86 603 2 Don't forget all the details of those jobs can be found on our local job section on lmfm.ie. LMFM Job Search. This is the crossover I had no idea that I needed in my life. The Banshees of Inishirin has been transformed into a Pac-Man style retro browser game. I'm on the website bansheesthegame.com Right, okay, let's see what goes on here. I would say click enter. Oh, okay. Here we go. Press start, right. <laughs> With pints. Okay, lovely. Okay, continue. Okay, so Colin Farrell is <laughs> moving along a field. Oh, he's going to bump into Brendan Gleeson. Oh, you have to collect the fingers as I go. Okay, hang on. Oh, jeepers. He doesn't want... He's... I don't like you no more. <laughs> you have to collect the fingers as you go along. And uh, if you don't... Uh, if you bump into Brendan Gleeson's character, you get sent back to the start. I mean, this is fantastic. Cogs and Marvel are behind the game. And uh, this is just fantastic. They've just sort of put it all together. And uh, it's a great one if you're a fan of Pac-Man. Um, but uh, just from my experience here Colin Farrell doesn't seem to be wanting to do what, what he's told with regards to it but if you fancy trying it out bansheesthegame.com There's Daniel Beddingfield if you're not the one and LMFM's 11 to 1 back to more music now here's Gavin James That's on fire Messages coming in, enjoying the music today. Thank you so much. And 0861800658. Well, if you are enjoying the music, I have a great uh, couple of songs on the way for you. Belinda Carlisle and the chorus next. Do you know, it's very hard coming up with really good songs to play on this show. So much so that tomorrow I'm going to outsource my playlist. <laughs> I have something very exciting planned for tomorrow's show. I'm going to be joined by a very special girl. And she's going to be picking the music on the show tomorrow. And let me tell you, this girl knows her music. She really does. And she knows kind of, you know, the right songs to get us into good humour as well. So that's called Coming Your Way tomorrow on the show. But for now, it's me. 
picking the music. And here's the chorus for you. That is our lot on the show for today. Please join me tomorrow because we're going to have a special World Down Syndrome Day features on the show tomorrow. Really excited about that. But for now, thank you so much for your company. Enjoy the rest of your Monday and we'll chat to you again tomorrow. The 11 to 1 Show. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.